afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Portier on 970 WDAY. Good afternoon to you, Natil, and happy Monday. Happy Monday, indeed. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I did a lot of uh, video game stuff on Saturday, and Sunday was Father's Day, so I had a very nice lunch with my mom and my dad and all three of my sisters. I love getting a chance to see my older sisters. They live out in Minnesota, so we don't get together nearly as often as we'd like. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, no, I had a good I had a good weekend, too. Did the Father's Day thing. That was a lot of fun. Uh, weather was, you know, varying between uh, good and, you know, hail and thunderstorms. So so it was it was a typically cooperative North Dakota uh, holiday. You, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right. So uh, we don't have any guests today. It's going to be open phones the entire program. 701-293-9000 if you want to join in. 888-970-9329. So last week we spoke a little bit because there was this controversy surrounding uh, Alex Jones, who, if you don't know him, um, he's got a radio show. He has got... Uh, really does a lot of internet stuff it was really sort of an early adopter of of internet media i think he started his the his i i guess his his most trafficked site is infowars.com which i believe he started like in the late 90s um he also has I mean, a lot of success with his YouTube channel. Right. And... Yeah, that's right. Social media. Yeah, he does. I mean, he does a lot of it. And and was really sort of, if, if you take his his conspiracy mongering and sort of odious points of view and, and, and approach to broadcast journalism, if, if you take some of that out of it, I, I mean, he's re- he's a savvy guy, right? I mean, he's 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 good at this stuff. He knows how to get attention. Um he was really, in, in some ways, sort of a pioneer with it. Anyway, uh, he's a guy. He's developed a, a pretty close relationship with President Donald Trump. Trump's appeared on his show. Um, Trump has been, you know, sometimes will refer to stories from Alex Jones's sites. Anyway, Megyn Kelly um, interviewed this guy, and people were upset. And I, I can understand why people were upset. He's a controversial figure. He thinks 9-11 was an inside job. He thinks the Sandy Hook school shooting was a hoax perpetrated uh, to create justification for gun control legislation. Um, Whatever your politics are, those are pretty disgusting things to believe. And he believes them unapologetically. Uh, And so Maggie Kelly interviewed him. And a lot of people were upset. A lot of people were calling, including towards the end, Alex Jones himself, were calling for NBC not to broadcast the show and they did it they did it anyway they broadcast it and i thought it was fine i did you watch it natil i didn't watch it live i didn't i I anticipated that i wouldn't be able to watch it live but i have watched it in its entirety now um on the internet on the internet because it, it exists everywhere now and i'm of the opinion that i was before going into this that i am glad that megan kelly did the interview because for a lot well, for a lot of reasons but one of which is that i think that a lot of the moderates in america that are either moderately left or moderately right don't have a full grasp on just how insane the far reaches of each side can get right and it's it goes it goes both ways here i'm sure. i'm not just trying to throw republicans under the bus or anything like that but alex jones exemplifies that particular far-reaching 
that far that far reaching opinion. And I think that a lot of moderate Americans just don't don't know how big it actually is. So by doing this interview, if nothing else, Megyn Kelly hopefully at least exposed a large number of moderate Americans to the fact that this is out there and it's reached a point now where it has some effect on policy. And if this is not the type of rhetoric that we want engage, to be engaging with in our country, we've got to start paying more attention to the fact that it exists. Jack Schaefer wrote in Politico yesterday that basically Megyn Kelly had pantsed Alex Jones. Uh, and I, I, I agree with that. And it was interesting because he, he led with this line that we've reached a point in America where we are so we are so sensitive to being offended you know, we've 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 embraced the heckler's veto so thoroughly that we are now like objecting to news stories before they even air. Right. I mean, that was sort of the remarkable thing is nobody nobody wanted or uh, I should I should not say that nobody. Um, the critics who were calling for this, not to be, they didn't even want to let it be aired first before they were critical. I mean, they thought even interviewing this guy was wrong now. If Megyn Kelly had interviewed it and had just given Alex Jones free reign to, to to say all his goofy things and not challenge him, then sure, she deserves criticism. But she didn't do that. She grilled him pretty good. Um, you could probably have a little criticism here or there. Maybe she wasn't tough enough or whatever, and that's fine. But to, to say that this shouldn't have been aired I, I think is absolutely wrong. I think the people who are saying that look like fools now that it's aired because it's fine. And, and believe me. Alex Jones, who, by the way, has the ear of the president of the United States, who has millions of listeners, who has a growing audience online and over traditional broadcast media. This is a guy we should be paying attention to. This is a guy who is newsworthy. Whatever you feel about him, a light should be shined on him. And I think Megyn Kelly did that. I think she maybe could have done more, but certainly I think she did a credible job. So... I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is. What do you think? Did you watch the interview? What did you think of the interview? Were you glad it aired? Are you angry it aired? I want to hear from you. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back, Rob Port here on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. We're talking about that uh, Alex Jones, Megyn Kelly uh, interview that everybody was all up in arms about, and it came out, it was fine. Jones didn't come off well. Did you see how much he was sweating? Oh, By the way, gross. oh my lord! Well, and on top of that, you know, he did what he always does and and talked around in circles. I think my my favorite part was honestly the part that we've played a couple times on on air here now, where he asks Megyn Kelly uh, why she's not covering the the human animal hybrids that that were being created thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, are you are you serious right now, dude? Well, you know, uh, the, the thing, the thing that, that really, and he just looked, I mean, he, he looked terrible while he was doing it. She was just flat out asking him, like, you said that the, and I'm, I'm not, this is obviously not verbatim because I'm just, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but she's, I mean, she basically said, you said that the parents of the Sandy Hook victims faked their kids' death, right? 
Like, you said that. And he goes off. He's like, well, you know, the mainstream media. And I, by, by the way, his gravelly voice cracks me up, right? I mean, if you've ever heard this guy in full rant, it is hilarious. I mean, he's a he's a caricature of just this, this ranting, angry man. Anyway, like, she says that, and he's like, well, you know, I was just playing devil's advocate. Right. I was just playing. I was just playing devil's advocate. And later on, you know, I took other positions and I was just I was just playing devil's advocate. It's like, well, no, you weren't. You said it was a hoax. Right. And and now and now you're trying to say, oh, I was just playing devil's advocate. I was just doing that. And, and you know, the, the thing is, is I, I thought the reason why I thought that particular answer was so revealing is because I think in part that's kind of what like I think he really does play devil's advocate and, and, and not devil's advocate's the wrong term of it. I think he plays a part. I don't think he really believes a lot of this stuff. I think he's, I think he's smarter than he lets on. And by the way, I, I, there was like a child custody, or he went through a divorce, and there was like a, a, a divorce, and then like a custody proceeding and everything. And as a part of that, you know, I think his, I think his sort of his media career was sort of a part of it. And during that proceeding, you know, he basically admitted that he's playing a part. Right. Like like that's how his lawyer sort of defended, I, I think, some of the criticism in that proceeding, you know, of, of some of his hardline views or whatever. And it's basically like, well, he's an entertainer. He's playing a part. Which really, until I, I think, doesn't make it different than a lot of people in this business, a lot of people in media. I think a lot of people do that. They go on cable news or they're they're politicians and they're out on the stump or whatever. And I don't I don't know how much of what they believe that they believe what they actually say. I, I think they're just out there saying it for effect. And that's a huge problem yeah. because a lot, some of these people, I, I won't say a lot, but some of these people are putting themselves out there as a news source. And if, if you're presenting yourself as a news source, but you're also just playing a part, then you're essentially defrauding the consumers of your product because what you're giving them isn't news. Well, and it's it's not even that. Like it's, I mean, like like for instance, what we're doing right here is not news. Right? No, it's, you it's, and it's I, a, you and I are talking. We're we're it's doing a talk opinion. Radio we're show. doing com. We're doing commentary. We're doing analysis. Right? Absolutely. And that's fine. Like if Alex Jones wants to do that too, that's fine. And if he has wild views or whatever, he's entitled to them. I'm not saying anybody ought to silence Alex Jones. The problem I have is when people do it and they don't mean it. Right? Like I'm just gonna take this position. For effect, right? So when he says, well, I'm just playing devil's advocate, I, I think what he's doing is I am picking an extreme, whacked-out position that I know is going to bring me a lot of attention, and I'm just doing that for effect. And that, to me, is is dishonest. Like, I think it's I think it's the worst pie, although a lot of people, again, I think a lot of people in the media do it. Um, I think it's I think it's the worst possible thing you could ever do because it's – it's the most fundamentally dishonest thing that, that that you could do. Maybe not the most. Maybe the most is lying about, um, you know, nine eleven being an inside job or whatever. Maybe that you're just making crap up. I guess that's maybe worse. All right, we got a caller, Jim. And if you want to join in, 701-293-9000, Email talk at wday.com. Jim, what's up? You know, he's not far off on the animal hybrid thing. I mean, look at Jay Thomas. What? Look at Mike McFeely. You know, there's something what? there. <laughs> oh, I don't have a, I don't have a rim shot for Jim. What? Just loaded up here, <laughs> Jim. Jim. I think you broke Rob Port. I don't think I, I didn't think that's where Jim was going. 
You started, Jim, you started in defending the animal hybrids thing. I was, I was about to, to, oh, here we go. But you got a point. I mean, I don't know if anybody's seen Jay Thomas, but yeah, I could see it. Yeah, it's it, too. What, 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 what hybrid is Jay Thomas? I mean, what animals did we put together to, to get Jay? <laughs> That's a good question. That one I can't answer for you. I don't know. We better not go down that road. What What did you think? Did you watch the interview, Jim? No, I didn't. I've heard Alex Jones a couple times. He's just he's so far out in left field, right field, whatever you want to call it, in his own field. It's just yeah, I, I, yeah. Alex Jones, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say he is generally sort of right of center. But honestly, once you get beyond a certain point, like the, the ideological spectrum just doesn't even apply anymore. Like it's just... He's just well, out you there. Have to, he's... You have to wonder if the guy is really even serious, or he's just basically hit, found that niche of, you know, right. out there in left field crackpotness where, hey, you know what? I could be a nut, say damn thing I want, and I'm going to get damn rich doing it, you know? Right. And, and, and you know what? You know what? Rich being a nutcase. And, and you know what the amazing, and this sort of ties in with my Sunday column, because my Sunday column, I wrote about some of the political violence stuff that's going on. Obviously, we had the baseball practice shooting over in Washington, D.C. with, with Representative Scalise and, and three others. Um, and, you know, every, everybody sort of, oh, you know, the, the, there's so much, you know, harsh rhetoric from the politicians and there's so much harsh rhetoric from the media. And, and, and now, you know, the point you just made about Alex Jones, Jim, is that, you know, he's, he's just sort of, uh, you know, doing this because he knows he could draw an audience. And I think there's a common theme there. That's why people do all of this stuff, right? I mean, politicians oh, I throw rhetorical bombs. And, and, really, what? Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, politicians throw rhetorical bombs, and we have staged combat on cable news, and Alex Jones goes on rants about conspiracy theories or whatever because there are markets for these things. Alex Jones is a multimillionaire, and what makes yeah. him a multimillionaire is the conspiracy mongering. He knows where his bread's buttered. It, I, the, the problem is really us. I mean, really, the problem is the public. There is an appetite out there for for harsh politics and and for cable news combat and for conspiracy theories. There's markets for those things, and so it's not surprising that people are are, are making money supplying them. Well, sure, they're just. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I guess all they're doing is they're just, you know, you, if you take those people aside, you take them off the air, they're like thinking, God, did you hear what I said today? You know, yeah. like, you know, they're they're just cashing in. You know, yeah. It, Hey, more power to him, I guess. We're that stupid enough to buy into it. I guess. Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. You know, Natil, that's one thing that I pride myself on is being organically infuriating. Like it's, <laughs> there's no artificial flavoring here. You're you're organically infuriating and organically infuriated, depending yes. on what the situation calls for. That's just you're just getting it straight from the heart with me. Hey, uh, we're gonna take a break here in a minute. I'm gonna come back. There's a Colorado group. That wants to ban the smell, the the smell, <laughs> ban the sell, the sale of smartphones to kids younger than thirteen. What do you think? Good idea, bad idea? Would you do it? Seven zero one two nine three nine thousand eight 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 nine seven zero nine three two nine. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back, Rob Port here on 970 WDAY. 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. 
Would you support a law that bans the sale of smartphones to kids or or even to adults for kids younger than 13? That's a debate they're going to be having in the state of Colorado. I quote from KDVR.com. There's a grassroots effort to stop the sale of smartphones for use by children younger than 13 years old. Parents Against Underage Smartphones is collecting signatures to get Initiative 29 on the 2018 ballot. Colorado officials have cleared the language of the proposed ballot measures, the Associated Press reported Sunday. Supporters need about 300,000 signatures. Boy, that's a departure from North Dakota. What? I think we need less than 30,000 to, to, to put a, a constitutional measure on the statewide ballot. 300,000. I guess that's... Colorado's just got a lot more people. Uh, I continue from the article. Initiative 29 prohibits retailers from selling or permitting the sale of a smartphone to smartphone to a person under the age of 13 or to any person who indicates that the smartphone will be wholly or partially owned by a person under the age of 13, the proposal states. Retailers must verbally, verbally inquire about the age of the intended primary owner of the smartphone prior to the sale, document the response, and file a monthly report with the Department of Revenue. Um, I don't know. I, I, I First of all, I mean, whenever whenever we have a proposal like this, my mind immediately goes not so much as to whether or not it's a policy outcome we should want. To me, I guess my question is always, is this something the government can actually achieve? And the way this initiative goes about it, I'm not, I'm not sure how enforceable this is, Natil. I mean, people who really want to buy a smartphone for their 13-year-old, I mean, okay, so you ask the question, if you're in there, you're buying a smartphone, and the clerk asks you, is this for a 13-year-old, and you say no, what are they going to do? Are we going to have cops out there like carting kids who are carrying smartphones? I mean, where? how is this enforced? Is this something? Well, that's 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 exactly it. The The problem there is that it's not just <laughs> you, you can't enforce something like that. The only way to enforce it would be, like you said, to have police enforcement of some sort of penalty. And that doesn't make any sense. Well, here's, here's the thing, too, is we're enforcing it on the retailers. This, again, from the article, I quote, Retailers who sell a smartphone for use by a preteen would get a warning for the first offense but could be fined from $500, $500 to $20,000 for subsequent violations. So now, so well, what happens, ridiculous. like, if I lie to the retailer, like, I, like, like the retailer is responsible because I bought a, a phone for my 13-year-old? Well, and not to mention, I can understand. I mean, maybe it's a little more enforceable saying we're not going to we're not going to sell phones to kids under the age of 13. OK, that I guess that's I guess maybe that's enforceable. But like, how do you stop a parent who's just like, no, I want my 11 year old to have a phone? Well, and that's that's how do you stop that? I, that's, I don't, and I think I think that stopping it seems to be, in my opinion, is doing as much harm as they're trying to prevent from, you know, excessive smartphone use or addiction in young kids because smartphones are the only option there are right now for a phone and when I was you know about 13 I I suppose I was probably closer to 14 or 15 when I got my first phone but it was it was important for me to have because it gave me a direct connection to my parents if something went wrong like if I were in a situation and something happened and I needed to get a hold of my parents I always had the ability to do that and so if I were a parent and, you know, my, my, uh, my, 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. We we bought we bought my no no we bought my nine year old a smartwatch, um, and we it, it attaches to our uh, to our cell phone plan. It's got some games on it, you know, some fun stuff that she can do. She can make a limited number of calls. It has an app that comes along with it, so I can decide uh, who could call her and who she could call. We could just create a list of people, you know, relatives or whatever. Uh, it also has GPS on it so that if I'm wondering where she's at, I could check in. She can also send me alerts and, and, and show me her current location. So, I, you know, when I send her out in the summer and she's playing over at the school playground or whatever – she could send me a little update. She just pushes a couple things on her phone. I get an alert on my phone that shows her current GPS position. I know that everything's okay. Um, you know, that's that. Now, is that a smartphone? I don't know. Does that fall under the auspices of this? It's still definitely. I don't know, a, but my nine-year-old has, smart has device. It. Right. I mean, she could message me. I mean, so she could do a lot of that stuff. Now, it's it's very limited in what it can do, um, but. I find it's valuable because being able to communicate with my nine-year-old allows me to give to have more comfort giving her a degree of freedom when she's going outside and she's running around and playing. I could feel comfortable because if I need her, I could pick up my phone and I could call her or I could send her a message and she can reply to me and I could stay in touch. I mean, I feel like it's an important parenting tool. Now, that's how I've decided to deploy this maybe other parents do it and I'm not I'm not denying the fact that people could develop unhealthy habits with their smartphones. I mean, that's hardly limited to kids. Adults are like that too. I mean, how many adults do you see walking into things at the mall or walking around cuz they got their face buried in their smartphone? Um, so I mean, I mean anything. You could take the use of anything to an extreme, but this idea I I don't know. What I, I let parents be parents. Let the parents make this decision. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. What do you think? Would you would you support this law? Email talk at wday.com. Um, I don't know that to, to me this this smacks of like the the teen panic thing, right? Like smartphones are really popular, and and because they're getting relatively more affordable or, or more accessible or whatever, you know, more and more kids are getting them. And I I think it's just it's a different thing. Previous generations didn't necessarily have this, so. I think it's just sort of a, a teen panic thing, right? Like we're just we we got to pass a law because all these teens are going to have their smartphones and everything's going to be terrible. Well, and there you know there are some real concerns about teen use of smartphones, teens using you know their smartphones and being distracted drivers, for example, or teens who get too addicted to sure. social media and can't put their smartphone down for more than two minutes at a time. But those are sure. things that need to be addressed in each in in the individual in which it is occurring. It's not a, it's not a. By system. parents. Yeah, by, by parents and by, or other adults who are in a position of authority in that, in, in that child's life. You can't punish the entire, you can't punish the entire society for something that's happening in a, in a small percentage. And, you know, parents have to be able to enforce restrictions on their child's cell phone use or smart device use like you do with your nine-year-old. There, there are limitations to what she can do with that smart device. And sure. when, you know, if if I'm someday a parent and I have a 13-year-old girl who wants to get a smartphone, absolutely. But, you know, I'm going to check up on that smartphone probably every night for the first while and then once a week or so to make sure that she's not downloading apps she's not supposed to, that she's not, you know, sharing photographs that are inappropriate or anything like that. And the phone goes away at night when she needs to, when she needs to sleep. Yeah. Those are the types of things that parents need to 
enforced so that they can create good smartphone habits in their children. And that's just something that we need to do. <laughs> like you can't banning the sale of them to yeah. 13 year olds isn't going to stop this from happening. All it's going to do is make or, parents or, or cross- even for like, yeah, all, all it's, it's, and it's going to it's going to breed contempt for the law because it's it's another law. It's another regulation that's silly and people are going to kind of roll their eyes at. And the sort of people who really want their 13 year olds or, or younger to have some sort of a smart device. And, and believe me, I, I think there are lots of like I said, with my nine year old, I think there are applications. I think there are ways to do it that are healthy and, and can enhance more communication with your kid and, and, and result in them. You know, having a little more freedom to go out and run around and play while, while simultaneously giving me a, a level of comfort in, in you know, the, the, the safety or, or whatever. Sean sends a message. He says, I quote, this is one of those laws proposed by people who feel they are so good at being parents that they are entitled to tell other parents via fiat how to raise their children, too. If you don't want your kid to have a phone, don't get your kids one. You have no business telling other parents what they should do. I, I agree. I, I think that's exactly it. If, if you think 13, and listen, not all kids are, are created the same, right? I mean, there are different maturity levels at age 13 or younger. Um, there are different, you know, different kids. There are different circumstances, different situations. If you don't think your under 13-year-old is ready for a phone, don't get them one. But it should be your decision, not the government's decision, not anybody else's decision. You should make that call. I think that's an important thing to remember. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Now every time I'm walking down the street. Welcome back, Rob Report here on 970 WDAY, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. We're talking about this uh, proposed, I, I guess it's an initiated measure in Colorado, and they're they're circulating it for signatures, but basically it's a law, it would, it would ban retailers from selling cell phones to anyone under the age of 13, uh, or, or even selling it to an adult who is going to share it or, or give it to a kid under the age of 13. Now, what's interesting, Natil, is I, I want to read you a quote from, from the founder of, of the, the Initiated Measure campaign. Uh, I quote from, again, from KDVR.com, uh, the founder of the group, Dr. Timothy Farnham, a board-certified anesthesiologist. I, by the way, I, I love that in politics, right? When, when a doctor gets involved in politics and, like, they, they, they make sure to cite the fact that they're a doctor, and it's like, oh, well, what are you a doctor, right? Like, like it's a, it's a doctor and they're, they're like in, you know, in charge of some group on tax reform or something. And it's like, oh, what sort of a doctor are you? Oh, I'm a podiatrist. Well, yeah. And I was going to, was going to say when you said board certified, I was expecting board certified child psychologist, board no, certified anesthesiologist. Yeah, okay. Which, which obviously gives him great insight into, you know, the, the use of smartphones and habits and stuff like that. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not nothing against anesthesiologists or podiatrists or anything. That takes a lot of skill. That takes a lot of learning. Um, I'm, I'm not running that down. It's just sort of funny. It's like invoking that just completely out of context. Like, why? Okay, you're an anesthesiologist. Well, that's great. I'm not sure that really does anything for your opinions about smartphones one way or the other. Anyway, he uh, he said earlier this month that once children get a smartphone, they change. Uh, this is a quote from him directly. 
Uh, they go from being outgoing, energetic, interested in the world, and happy to reclusive. They want to spend all their time in their room. They lose interest in outside activities. And and I'm thinking to myself, is that the phone? Or is that just kids being kids? I know a lot of kids sometimes who just want to play, you know, inside. I mean, some kids are like that. They, they'd rather be inside. They'd rather play video games. They want to hole up in their room and read books or whatever. There's a certain type of kid that likes that. I don't know that it necessarily has anything to do with a smartphone. I will say that if you're worried about it, if you think it's a problem, if you think they're spending too much time in their room, then do something about it. You're the parent. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand what the big, I mean, it's like we're just, we hand over a phone to a kid and we're just going to let the kid do whatever with it and just like, oh, I should have never given them that phone. Now they're, you know, they're on a downward spiral to heroin use or something. Like, come on. If you think your kid's using your phone too much, exercise your parental prerogative and take it away. You don't have to just let them, oh, it, it's so frustrating. It's, and, and it, really it's sort of an indication of how modern parents, I don't even want to say it's modern parents, but there's a certain type of parent that it's like they don't want a parent. They want to, like, outsource it to the government, right? So it's, I mean, these are the parents, oh, well, you know, there ought to be a law. Sean, Sean in the last segment said, you know, this is the sort of law proposed by parents who want to tell other parents how to parent. Maybe that's true in some cases. I think it's the sort of law that's proposed by parents who don't want to parent themselves, Right. They want to put they want they want to codify rules so that they don't have to be a parent. I mean, listen, I, I get it. It's hard sometimes to tell a teenager that they can't have something they want. Right. I mean, that's hard because sometimes teenagers are really immature. Sometimes they throw a fit. We've all been there. Some of us probably were those teenagers. That's okay. I mean, there's nothing, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not out of character behavior for teenagers. They're kids. But you're the adult. So you need to be the adult. And if you don't want them to have a cell phone, don't give them a cell phone. Or if you do get them a cell phone and they're using it, they're developing an unhealthy habit with it, or they're doing things with it that you don't think is appropriate, that you think is harmful for them, then do something about it. Quit running to the government to fix the problem. You do it. It's your kid. You're responsible. Get some skin in the game. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. I, I really, I, I think, I think, I think we've put our finger on it. Well, I've, I think I've put my finger on it. What do you think, Natil? I, I think this is parents who just don't want a parent. I think it's a combination of parents that don't want a parent and, like our, our last commenter said, parents who think that they are so good at parenting that they can parent other people's Busy kids bodies. through law. Busy you, bodies. Because you if you get those two types of people together, then it becomes very easy for them to form a large coalition that says, yes, obviously this is the answer to this problem that we are seeing right here, right now. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think, I think part of it's teen crisis, too, right? I mean, it was... It's it's always like this. New technology, new fads come and go, and there's always some outrage. My my latest, the, the fun thing, watching some of the outrage about these fidget spinners, right? Like, I mean, it's a toy, right? And I, I guess some people find it therapeutic or whatever, but I mean, basically, at the end of the day, it's, it's a toy. It's a little thing. It spins around. They're kind of cool. Um and it's like all of a sudden, we're, oh, be careful. Oh, they're, they're terrible. You know, they're, there's lead in them. There's, I mean, it's just... It's something the media does, right? We started out this show talking about Alex Jones and sort of taking positions for effect. The media does that too, 
right? Where they'll they'll find something that's really popular, so then they'll find something like super negative. Is your fidget spinner killing you? Tune in tonight at six o'clock. Like they do that. We know they do that. We do it because they draw eyeballs. Um, and it's all born of that sort of generational thing where, you know, the older folks think the kids are crazy, the kids aren't all right. Just calm down. It's probably, I mean, really, in, in some ways, I think it's good to get maybe kids a, self, a, a smartphone, right? I mean, they exist in the world, right? It's, it's sort of my same feeling about, like, guns, right? Like, people are like, oh, don't bring guns around my kids. Well, you know what? We're not taking guns out of the world. So maybe it's okay if we teach kids how to, you know, some basic knowledge about how they work and, and some of the practicality of, of safety. I mean, what's so wrong about that? Anyway, that's it for today. Remember, you can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday on 970-WDAY or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at SayAnythingBlog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Somebody's cold one is giving me.